Hello, Sam. Hello, Simon. How the fuck are you? I'm I'm very good. How the fuck are you, Samantha? Um, I am dripping from every every part of my body, but in the non-sexy ways, only the non-sexy dripping, like the, the nasal cavities dripping, sort of mm. dripping. But I'm good, <laughs> apart from being drippy. I thought you were going to say you were dripping from the ceiling or wall like a drop. Because um, <laughs> that would be interesting. I'm sorry you're sick, Sam. It's okay. It's the fucking common cold. Like, we can we can build spaceships in garages now, but we can't stop the viruses that are going to take over everything one day this is very um, true it's good good reminder I'm, of our humanity i'm reading because i love reading science books i thought i liked business yeah. books and then i read another science book and remembered that how much i prefer them um, it's so much better. <laughs> about mitochondria it's called um power sex and suicide i think um and basically i love it when scientists go yeah so there's this stuff it's called mitochondria it basically runs our whole lives. It's inside a cell and, you know, 90% of the other stuff inside that we have no fucking clue about. <laughs> it's like... Um, my, mitochondria or midichlorians, aren't they like the same thing? Uh, no, midichlorians were based on mitochondria, um, but as with most things in Hollywood, you will not find it in the real world. Or of, of course, the force is real, but... Obviously. Obvious. Uh, yeah, I remember learning about mitochondria in high school biology, and it was how energy is made. Is that the thing? Is that what Pretty much. Do? Pretty much. But, you know, like we yeah. always thought that genes ran the world. Um, but but we're, mm -hmm. we're learning increasingly that mitochondria uh, is the real deal. If you're going to put a, a, a tiny thing in charge of all of life, then mitochondria is currently the leading candidate <laughs> Or something. I don't know. I've just started this book, Sam. I can't claim to, to know very much about it. But what does fascinate me is I think we've got this idea in 2016 that like it's all figured oh. out. We can, we can make rockets that oh. fucking land themselves. People are going to Mars. We're going to work out whole brain simulation and upload ourselves into video games like it's on, yeah. like Donkey Kong. And then you Any speak to real now. scientists and they're like, whoa, back the fuck up, dude. That, <laughs> that handful of sand you have. We know about like 2% of what's in there. Yeah. This is why I love reading science fiction books that were written in the 20s and 30s. When they knew nothing. Like, yeah, they felt so optimistic about where we'd be by now, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, so the, the thing that really gets my goat, though, is how many industries are built off pretending we do know stuff that we actually know zero, nothing bullshit about. So, I mean, the classic is the entire diet industry. Like, Fucking people who talk about like going into ketosis because dancing, we don't fucking know anything about what makes people lose weight. Did you read that amazing thing about the biggest loser where they followed people who'd won the biggest loser and they followed them in a longitudinal studies over like six years yeah. and six to eight years later, almost all of them were pretty much back at their starting weights and not really because of diet changes, but because of um, what's the stuff? with the energy uh, that the brain's uh, metabolism, that's ah. it. Your metabolism, if you were a big person and then you become a skinny person, your metabolism drops through the floor and it's like your whole body just really wants to get back to its weight where it was because that's where it thinks again. it should be. Yeah, it just wants to be there, man. That's like, that's where it thinks it wants to be. Yeah. So it's like, and it makes me so mad when people 
I don't know, there's this narrative of like people should just try harder and shouldn't be such dicks about eating cupcakes. Like how dare you have no self-control when actually we don't know anything. We don't know. We thought it was fat and now we think it's fucking carbs, poor carbs. Samantha, like we don't know anything. Are you okay? You sound very angry about this all. Why are you so... I do get very angry at the diet industry because uh, it makes people really like hate themselves. Yeah, and just leave no me reason. and my inner fat Albert alone. It's <laughs> I'll be thin for a while, but eventually, hey, 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 cupcake time. I don't know anyway, if that's what Fed Albert sounds like. It's, it's one of those that. things where everyone talks like they're an authority and we figured it out now. Like now, oh, there was a revelation. And now we know that we were so wrong about it being fat. And now it's actually all carbs. We were so wrong before and now we're so right. Uh, it's just, it's called being a human being, Sam. Yeah. We, we all know everything until we don't, you know, fleshy bags of magic that we are. And, mm. and like, you know, the, the diet industry's problem is the same as it's ever been. And it's something you and I have discussed ad nauseum because it's the same problem we have with money, productivity, mm. and everything else. And it goes something like this. Knowing what to do is easy. Doing it is hard. It's the elephant and the rider yeah. all over again. And it's, uh, mm. you know, like I, I know I should probably be designing a screen for an app that makes people do stuff with money right now. But actually, I'd just rather be speaking to my friend Samantha on the internet, followed by a game of Hearthstone, and then taking my other friend Anna out for lunch. That's my plan for today. Um, and then maybe I'll do some that work like later. That sounds like the best day. Or that maybe like I won't. That sounds the best day, though. <laughs> you should squeeze Anna for me. That sounds like a glorious day, though. That's not what I'm going to do, of course. I'm going to work very hard at, uh, at making apps that people do stuff with. <laughs> Mm, yes as shall i yeah mm. I, I won't be drinking anything either because i never do that but sam it's no. uh it's i think that's what our show has always been about is that is that mm. fight between the rider and the elephant like you want to write books mm. i don't know what the fuck i want to do but i know it involves other people and, and drinking um yeah but but like it's uh where does uh i don't know man yeah i know how do we how do we how do we take control back Diet um, is a tough one. You know, I'm just glad you're not doing that Soylent bullshit anymore and that you're eating like an actual person again. <laughs> like an actual person. I don't know. Maybe the, the answer is um, we should do the cryogenic freezing thing, which is apparently quite possibly a thing now in the sense of like if you froze yourself today, the chances of you being revived are now actually like not that insignificant. Well, did so you read we the Wait But Why article? Yes, it was amazing. It's not freezing, why. firstly. How dare you? And it's not cryogenics, okay, so it's cryonics. Cryonics. <laughs> I was so wrong. But I, I but found like, that that's one of the best wait, but why posts so far. And I think he just did such a great job. It's second on my list of favorite wait, but why blog posts, right next to the chef and the cook piece that he did on Elon oh. Musk. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I think my favorite is the all of his ones about the procrastination monster in the dark playground because that's my life. What I really loved say. about the uh, cryonics piece was that idea that you're being transferred to a hospital in the future. And he's like, you know, mm. you fall over in a public place. In the 50s, if your heart had been stopped for, I don't know what it was, like a few minutes, uh, you would be declared mm. dead. And as the years go by and we discover more and more about brain death and resuscitation and there's that crazy Swedish hospital where they brought somebody back after like 20 minutes of brain death. Like the more we figure out, um, the, the more the definition of death changes. And it's like somebody who would be assumed dead after two minutes in the 1950s could still be alive after mm. 20 minutes in the 21st century. 
and yeah. who knows like what crazy shit we're going to figure out in the future. And that's what really mm-hmm. shifted my consciousness on it was cryonics is a way of going, you know what, there's a hospital that can fix you. It just doesn't exist yet, but we know how to transfer yeah. you to it in the future. So we're going to pause mm-hmm. you as they call it because it's not really freezing. Um, that- I mean, the only, the only problem, I mean, that's, so that's, that's great and, and excellently explained. But the only problem with this whole theory is that it's premised on fundamental techno-optimism. You know, the sense of we have gotten increasingly good at things over the sort of level of history that we can remember. And we can assume that it will only continue to get better. Um, except he does actually deal with that, that problem where he says, well, you know, hey, if the world's destroyed, <laughs> you won't know about it. Um, but like, if we think about like history and you think about, I don't know, Europe in the Middle Ages and, you know, the Middle East at that time was doing fantastically well and inventing zero and doing really cool shit. But like, you know, there was a period where there were Greeks and then there were Romans and we were awesome and we had we'd invented plumbing and then like we forgot plumbing for several thousand years. Like, we forgot what that was. Yeah, but that's not going to happen again, dude. Are you sure, though? Like, if there's... Well, maybe if Donald Trump becomes president and (laughs) outlaws knowledge... Uh, if he makes it illegal to know stuff, um, then then mm. which he which he probably will do, then that could be a problem. Um, <laughs> or rather, like if you like, how well educated in science do you think small children are who are like Syrian refugees at the moment? Yeah, but you know, who cares? Because they're not going to take over the world. <laughs> no, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like, if I wish they were better at like, science. I also collapse. wish they had food and that the world cared yeah. about their plight. But, um, you know. Yeah. Sam, are yeah. you playing with a piece of paper on the desk in front of you? No, that's it what sound it sounds like, like. No, there's no paper. There's no fiddly. I don't know, my friend. Well, that's okay. I just thought I'd check. Because I care about your audio quality <laughs> no. and your well-being. I'm going to sit very, very still. It'll be very, very quiet. Be still, Sam. Is it gone, the sound you heard? Focus on your breathing. It's all gonna be okay. I, can't, though. I said focus, <laughs> I focus on your on breathing. breathing it's, not. it's like experiencing drowning. <laughs> uh, I don't want you to drown. <laughs> That's uh, so. I mean, like, what, <laughs> so what? Are, what are these fabulous pieces of technology that are fast on their way? Are you most excited about personally for yourself? Well, I think what you just said was very interesting because um, you know you speak to you, you. Playboy did a brilliant interview with Ray Kurzweil. I don't know if you saw this. Um, you know, play, Playboy is not about boobs anymore. It's about smart people really saying stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, but they have the best interview with Ray Kurzweil I've ever seen. Um, and you, you read Ray Kurzweil speaking about whole brain simulation um, and, and, and nanotransmitters. And, you know, in the future, like virtual reality means just being able to transmit something directly into the visual cortex um, and you'll be able to be in a place with a person who's on the other side of the galaxy um, and you could swap bodies just for fun to see what it was like. Um, mm. And it all seems imminent. It all seems figured out. And it's all like, yes, God damn it. Ray's been right so far and he's right about this. And in 2030, like, we're going to hook up and have crazy sex on Mars. Um, but, <laughs> but then, you, you know, back to my point earlier, 
you you unpack what we really know about this stuff and it's like ooh there's there's like a lot of figuring out to be done before we get there uh-huh. but we need we need people like Ray Kurzweil who believe that this is going to happen because you know that's how we get fucking rockets that land themselves is because uh-huh. everybody's going well that's impossible and Elon Musk's like fuck you it's not impossible and I'll do that while making electric cars and playing video games because fuck you it's not impossible and <laughs> and like I I mean Without optimism, what do we have? We aren't fleshy yeah. bags of magic. We're fleshy bags of bacteria, um, you know. And it's and it's it's that optimism that that enables us to do things like well, not whole brain simulation yet, but Jesus, that's going to be fun. Um, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, I just want to live in a video game forever. I'm not sure which one though. I'm, I mean, I think I want to I want to go live inside being Donald Trump. Like I think the experience of being Donald Trump must be really fun. Well, you speak to guys like Nick Bostrom who believe that there's a good chance that we're in uh, a video game already, that this has already happened. Whole brain simulation was figured yeah. out and now we're, we're yeah. like, we're, we're living in the computer yeah. world already. And well, in fact, I mean, isn't the argument that like if you could create one virtual reality that was indistinguishable from reality, you could just as easily create an infinite number. So like, therefore, the number of potential virtual simulations you could be in vastly outweighs the number of potential realities you could be in except yes. realities can also be is this something that adam scott that the creator of dolbot dolbert i said dolbot dolbot this is something he talks about a lot that the chances of us being in the simulation right now are far greater than the chances of us being the first generation of a species that could figure out simulation one day mm. which is a scary notion but also pretty awesome you know, all of the stuff is covered by the best TV show on TV at the moment. Ooh, tell Rick me. Rick and fucking Morty. Rick and fucking Morty is like, there's that whole, have you seen that episode? You watch Rick and Morty, right? No, I've watched the half of the first episode and it didn't really get me. <gasps> Simon, it's just the best TV show. And it's like, it, there was this great YouTube video going around, which we should post a link to in the comments of the thing, um, which talks about the philosophy of Rick and Morty. And how Rick and Morty actually deals with all of these questions. Like, you know, what is reality? Because there's that one where Rick goes and plays that game that lasts an entire lifetime where he is a person and lives a whole other human life. Um, yeah. It, like, I should watch this show. Uh, I feel like Adventure yeah, really Time should. has also answered every question we may have about the universe. True story. Adventure Time is pretty magical. It's magical and adventurous. And... <laughs> God, I wish I had a dog like Jake. I mean, a brother. I mean, uh, I think... A brother. Yeah, a brother. <laughs> brother like Jake. I don't know. Jake, Jake has always kind of creeped me out a bit. Like, you know... That Why? Jake Is it because has... he's so stretchy? No, just because he's, like, too powerful. Yeah, so maybe because he's so stretchy. Also, I don't know. This He's definitely, like, the dark, cynical edge of that universe, right? Yeah, I guess. Um... <laughs> He's also amazing. And he knows how to keep it real. That's Jake's real superpower. Like, beyond being stretchy, he just knows how to keep it real. <laughs> Which is the biggest, you know, he that's probably the biggest stretches. problem we have as human beings is not very many of us remember how to keep it real anymore. Mm-hmm. And those of us who do keep, keep it, real, it real, society punishes. You get punished for keeping it real. If you're a douchebag, is- then you yeah. get rewarded with, uh, you know, uh, trinkets and cars. But if you keep it real, not so much. Mm. is keeping it real just like being honest and being self-aware enough that you can actually be honest well yeah but 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 honest is a honest in in every sense impeccable at your word um 
yeah. awesome with other people. I think not making assumptions is a big part of keeping it real. Um, mm -hmm. I think not taking things personally is a big part of keeping it real. And like each of those mm -hmm. have like, you know, a universe of um, complexity to how difficult they are to achieve. But if I think about mm -hmm. people that keep it real, like the dude, um, mm -hmm. then, then that, those are the big things. Not making assumptions, not taking mm -hmm. things personally, trying their best, being impeccable at their word. Uh, and all four of those things. You know what's things, funny? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, just thinking about it because I, I like this. I like this life philosophy of Simon Dingle. Um, well, it's not mine. It's uh, shamanic. It's like the Four Agreements, right? Which uh, is a book written by a right. guy who claims to know about stuff. Uh, it's not my idea. <laughs> a guy who claims to know about stuff. Okay, but like they all seem to come fundamentally from this core thing of having perspective about your place in the universe. Weirdly. Yeah, I think um, so. I think I think that's exactly what it's about. Um, mm -hmm. And keeping it real. Just got to keep it real, man. Yes. Just got to keep it real, man. Absolutely. So what have you been reading lately? Or, I mean, I know you love Rick and Morty, um, but oh, is man. there anything else that yeah. Sam has discovered lately that has blown Sam away? Um, I've been reading this book called The Dot Spot, which is cool. It's um, Dorothy Black, who's a writer about sex and relationships and how to keep it real in, in relationships, uh, which has been pretty cool. Um, hmm, but what has blown my socks off? I don't know. I've been spending a lot of time recently, like making things that I could buy, but I've been making them. Like, um, I'm busy speaking about event time. I'm gonna send you photos. Uh, so I'm painting a, I got a pair of white canvas shoes for a friend of mine who loves adventure time and crazy shoes. And I'm painting a whole adventure time scene on the shoes. And I'm having nice. a lot of fun with that. Nice. You're a maker, so Sam. I don't, really, I don't really know what the recommendation is there. It's like, I don't know, cheap factory stores are great where you can buy cheap things and then you can make other things with those cheap things. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty much what I've been spending my time doing these days. What about you? Making have you, stuff. Have you been reading cool things? Yeah. Um, I'm reading several books in parallel, um, but I will recommend to this conversation uh, Super Intelligence by Nick Bostrom. Uh, it's uh -huh. in the vein of like How to Create a Mind by Ray Kurzweil, but explores the possibilities a little more. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Like if you're interested in synthetic intelligence, whole brain simulation, basically the stuff we've been talking about until now, uh, Super Intelligence is a great book. You should totally read it. Okay. That's yeah. what I've been doing. Reading. Uh, I don't good. do enough reading. I'm trying to do more. Mm-hmm. Mm. You do a lot more reading than most people I know. You think so? Well, I pretend yeah. to. I, I will read a page or two of like one of eight books at a time. and then You're uh, very good at talking about reading. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God damn it. I'm so pleased that's my core competency. Simon is good at talking about reading, but not actually reading. Oh, actually, something I can recommend as well. Um, talking about like slightly dated science fiction yeah. um, i've been reading a lot of jg ballard short stories um so and uh, so there's and then i went and watched high rise which is that um that movie with tom hiddleston um the movie's okay it's kind of interesting but the the source material the novels and the short stories are really 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 fun and they're they're just like beautifully like social experimenty and everything is something that could very easily happen right now. Um, like the one that I really, really loved, I can't remember what it's called. It's about this architect 
who um, has a car crash and he gets stuck on like this weird island thing between two highways and he can literally see his office building but he can't move and this is obviously was written before there were cell phones and he basically like there's he's he could be stranded on a desert island because there are these weird in-between spaces and there's no public space anymore like everyone's in their cars on the highway driving past or in their like secure buildings and no one realizes he's there so he might as well be shipwrecked on a desert island but he's literally in view of his office so good that's pretty cool i want to see the movie now i didn't even know it existed sam but there's like no no that is that isn't a movie that's a book Okay, but so what's High Rise about then? High Rise is about this building that's like one of those Joburg buildings where there's like a mall downstairs and offices and then like really high things of apartments upstairs. So the idea is you never have to leave your building ever. Um, But then what happens is people stop leaving the building and they start having this weird class war between the different floors because the richer people are higher up in the building, the poorer people are lower down in the building and it becomes a whole war for resources um, all inside this like closed society of this giant building. Well, really cool. A, it feels like I don't need to see the movie now and B, it feels like I probably wouldn't have anyway knowing what I now know. <laughs> Double whammy for high rise but maybe I'll read yeah. some of the stuff. Mm. Have you ever I read, um, have, I don't know if we've discussed this before um, when we talk on the internet, but have you ever read Isaac Asimov's uh, short stories, The Last Question and The Last Answer? I've read only The Last Question and it is probably my favorite short story. And right now is the first time I've ever realized there was another one called The Last Answer and I'm now going to immediately find it. Dude, you need to read The Last ah. He wrote it like, I think, 30 years after writing The Last Question. And it is absolutely amazing. And in a way, it's kind of about whole brain simulation too. But you need to, you need to read those two short stories. I love short stories because they, they feel like books that I, I, I may actually finish. <laughs> also, I mean, they're a completely different beast, right? Like they're, they're an art form in their own right. Own right. Uh, that's very exciting. I will definitely go and read that. that I, I, can, I can definitely vouch for that suggestion though. Everyone should read Asimov's short stories. And specifically, the last question. It's yeah. amazing. Short stories yeah. are great. They, they're for lazy authors like me. I mean, I'm not an author, but I am fucking lazy. Uh, and I feel mm. like if I was ever to write anything, best it'd be a short story uh, <laughs> that I could post to Medium and then, you know, carry on playing video games. Mm. Maybe I should and try it. You should. I would love to see you write a short story. I think you write a let's, great one. Let's Jim, do a short story John. competition, Sam. Okay. I've, I've just okay. had this idea, which means I still know it's good. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. Let's okay. do it right now. When a week from now, when you and I are both... Get, sorry. Okay, I think anyone who hears this conversation is invited to compete as well, or to, to not to compete, but to is challenged to write a short story as well. And we could put them in a collection on Medium. Yes. Oh my God. Best idea ever. Yeah, I have no doubt to validate okay, that. When... when when do people need to write short stories? You know what we should do is to make it a flash fiction challenge. So it has to be like no longer than two pages because otherwise people get paralyzed. No, I don't want to so put short, limits short, on short. it. I feel like it should be about, they could write about anything. We could write about anything. Yes. Okay. A yes, week from we today, today is Tuesday. I'm not going to give the date because people might be listening to this in the future and I want it to still feel fresh. Um, but a week <laughs> from today, Sam, you and I are going to publish short stories to Medium. 
you on your account, okay. and me on mine. Uh, and then we're going to put them in a collection and we're going to get people to vote for the best one. Not because it matters yeah. whose is better or that it's possible for one short story to actually be better than another, but just because I, I want to I wanna feel like I'm being beaten by you again at something. Um, <laughs> and we're going to publish okay. them. What are we going to call our collection on Medium? Uh, Take back the stories. <laughs> Take back the stories. I don't know. Take back the that could be the first thing that we right think back of the writing. Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. Or I will to be announced. We'll think of a name. Okay, to be announced could be that. Yes. That could be the name of the collection. TBA. Uh, TBA. This yeah. is the best idea TBA's I've ever had, source. Sam. <laughs> I love this idea. Okay. I haven't registered TBA, a domain for it yet, but I still feel like it's the best idea I've ever had. It's on. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, I will I hold you to this story. What is your forfeit? What is your forfeit if you do not post a story by next Tuesday? Ooh, good question. We need Ulysses Mast. Um, if I don't write something by next Tuesday, I have to give you a sum of money, some Bitcoin, Ooh, some Ether, yes. no, some DOA like, tokens. What? Okay, I, I don't know what the value of those are. I want the equivalent of 50 rands of DOA's no. tokens. If I don't write a short story by next Tuesday, you have to send half... No, I have to send half a Bitcoin to Donald Trump's campaign. Oh, okay, okay. It's on. It's on. Yes. Oh, God, I'm going to yes. write the fuck out of the short story now. <laughs> it might not be a short story. No, it has to be. Okay, cool. It's on, Sam. Okay. Deal. I'm going to go I write a really crappy short story. see you and your short story on Tuesday if I don't see your face before then and squeeze it. Oh, no, we're going for dinner way before then, but um, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Okay. All right. All right. So. I love you deeply. Go and have a fun day. I will chat to you soon. Okay. I hope you feel better soon, Sam, because I don't like it when you're sick. It's not cool. Mm, so me please too. stop doing that <laughs> and we'll chat soon. I'll, I'll, I'll tell those viruses to GTFO. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye